Marketing junk to kids is getting worse and worse, becoming more and more prevalent. The Heart and Stroke Foundation is calling on the Trudeau government to eliminate marketing of all food and beverages to children under 17. Christine Hood of the Heart and Stroke Foundation, she's the uh, Director of Government Relations and Health Promotion here in Manitoba, joins us. Good morning, Christine. Good morning, Shadow. So, um, that seems pretty extreme. You want to eliminate marketing of all food and beverages to children under 17? That's right. We know that our children are being bombarded with advertisements for unhealthy food and beverages. We just heard it. All day, every day. And it's having a significant impact, a devastating impact on their health. And we need to do something. I was amazed this study that was commissioned to determine uh, that collectively children are exposed to 25 million food and beverage ads a year on their 10 favorite websites. So this is mostly online. Correct. So the researcher in this in this study took a look at the top 10 websites for ages 2 to 11 and then the top 10 websites for the teenagers and was quite surprised as a researcher what she found, 25 million ads over the course of a year collectively. And interesting, we know that 90% of all food and beverage ads are for unhealthy foods and beverages. And when you look at some of the top five foods that were being advertised, you're seeing things like um, cookies and cakes and ice cream and those kinds of things. But soft interesting, drinks. Soft drinks. And I was going to say one of the top five on that age 2 to 11 study was actually energy drinks. So we are marketing energy drinks at our four-year-olds. And that's not okay. These are laced with caffeine. Caffeine yeah, and sugar. Yeah, this is not cool. Not cool at all. So, so you want to get the government to limit the uh, exposure. Absolutely. But how do you do that? Well, we're asking, we're calling on the government to um, enact legislation to eliminate food and beverage marketing for kids. And uh, we know that this is something that can make a difference. Uh, There's a link to obesity rates and the amount of marketing kids are exposed to. And we know that there's been success in other jurisdictions. Um, In Europe, Norway and Sweden have had had legislation since the early 90s. And I think the best example is in our own backyard. When you look at Quebec, they have had a ban for the last 30 years. They have the lowest obesity rates and the highest vegetable and fruit intake. How do you ban something from kids but not adults? I mean, a lot of people would say, hey, this is a free country, right? Right. So I think you're looking at um, targeting where children are on websites, where children are visiting, um, spaces where children are visiting, and you can really target sort of those areas where children are most vulnerable. Television and radio still prevalent, too, in our societies. As much as people don't think it is, I mean, we do impact over 90% of people. All the time. Absolutely. And interesting, the study really just looked at websites. And we also know that on TV, kids are being inundated all the time. And we know that 
screen time, roughly eight hours a day, children are being exposed. There's something that you mentioned to me, this was off the air uh, for you guys listening, that the obesity rate, is this in the last 30 years that it's tripled? That's correct. Now, when we say obesity, a lot of people will imagine somebody who's 600 pounds, like on the TV show, My 600 Pound Life, right? And that, that is gross obesity. That's a whole different thing. Obesity, the definition thereof, is a certain percentage of body fat, correct? Correct. So depending on what your body shape is, I suppose, uh, if you're over 30 on the BMI scale, that would make you obese, clinically right. obese, inside and out. That means your organs are not working as uh, efficiently as they could because they are surrounded by fat. This is dangerous. It's a dangerous thing. And, and we know that this unhealthy eating pattern has has all kinds of risks for chronic disease. Um, and it's it's very concerning. And when you look at the change in our eating habits over the years, right now we know that processed food makes up 60% of the average family's food purchases. And, and that's really doubled what it was a few years ago. Mm-hmm. So how long has this lobby been going on? So the Heart and Stroke Foundation has been working with the Childhood Obesity Foundation. We founded the Stop Marketing to Kids Coalition, and that's been going on for a little while. There are nine other uh, groups that are behind that organization as well, as well as we have over 60 organizations that have signed on as endorsers for this work. So there's certainly a lot of momentum, a lot of things going on with that. As you mentioned, um, there is um, in the federal minister's health minister's mandate, there is direction to do something about marketing to kids. So the time is now. It needs to stop. Uh, marketing is one thing. What about what's like, you're walking through the, the grocery store with the kids, right? And you see all these products that are stamped by Canadian Food and Drug Administration uh, as okay. And they are filled with sugar and they may be filled with caffeine and these chemicals. How can they even say that this is good, that it's stamp of approval? Yeah. Like, what is that all about? Well, it's interesting that you say that there is some voluntary action going on right now with the Canadian Children's Food uh, um, Food and Beverage Advertising Initiative. They have a, a voluntary program in place, but we know that it's we know that it's not good. The the criteria is weak, and as you said, you can see things like toaster waffles and colorful cereal as better for you, and that's not helping anyone. So, if we can level the playing field with regulation, that's really in our best interest. What do we recommend our kids eat? I mean, like there's food, and then there's food like products. Right. Like we're talking about, let's have some fruit. Let's have some vegetables. What do you recommend for a breakfast, a healthy breakfast? You know, it's a great point. And and I think we talk a lot about what we shouldn't eat, but what should we be eating? And Mm -hmm. and you're bang on. Fruits and vegetables are under-consumed by children. We know that less than half of the children get the amount that they should be receiving every day. So certainly when you visualize a plate, we want to try to look at half your plate being being vegetables um, and, and having fruit as well. So trying to get those um, is, is really important. And I think the other important message we want to give to parents and kids is to really cook more at home, right? When you can cook with your kids, use real ingredients, show them those skills, and 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 have a, an overall healthier... Um, but Christine, I haven't got time. I haven't got time. <laughs> you know what? Make the time. It's Even if you have to meal plan on the weekend, like on a Sunday for a couple of hours or something, and take the healthy stuff and put it in the freezer and then bring it out day by day. You got it. This is a healthy thing we need to do. Um, where, where do we stand on the body shaming thing? Because in my opinion, when people yell body shaming, that means that uh, you're, you're kind of insulting somebody for being fat. At least that's how they take it. And you're not really. I mean, it's not like you're coming out and saying, wow, fat. So you're not using that expression. But does that kind of give people a license to get off the hook when it comes to being healthy? Well, I think we just want to keep our messaging positive. It's all about being active, of course. And it's all about about positive steps that you can take sure. to Im- improve your eating habits. And, you know, you're right. We live in an environment that's 
does not help us eat well. It's not the, the the healthy choice is not the easy choice right now. So there's a lot of things that we need to do to 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 keep that. But I think the positive approach is really important. Yeah, like well, if, if you look anybody, if if we look on a website to see what our proper weight should be or the range of our weight should be for our height and our age and our sex and all of that, and then you you look at that and go, oh, that can't be right. There's no way. Well, yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. It's just that normal has gotten fatter, I suppose, over the years, right? Well, certainly the obesity rates have increased for sure. And, and there's a there's a range of healthy weights for, for everybody, absolutely. And that's something that needs to be discussed with a person's doctor. But as I said, the the focus on the habits is really what we want to focus on for the children um, and, and not that labeling as much. Mm-hmm, exactly. You know, water used to be the most uh, popular drink on the planet. It's in second place now. I think Coca-Cola's first. It needs to come back. I, I believe you're right. Christine Hood, thank you very much. Christine is the uh, Director of Government Relations and Health Promotion for the Heart and Stroke Foundation here in Manitoba. Thanks again. Thank you.